Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. (laughs) What a passage to read. What a thing to hear. These verses are some of the most difficult to stomach and reconcile. Jesus The guy who is supposed to be redeeming all things is telling us that there is a sin so terrible that you won't be forgiven for it. He calls it blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Such a cryptic moniker and such an intense consequence for something that honestly isn't explained very well. So what is this unforgivable sin? It's important that we note the people Jesus is speaking to. He reserves his most intense statement for teachers of the law, religious leaders. These people would have devoted their entire lives to scripture, studying the words and teaching it to the people. They know what the work of God, the work of the Spirit looks like. There is a unique responsibility that they have that's being confronted in this passage. A bit of context, when these leaders see Jesus healing people and exercising demons, you know, regular Jesus stuff, they begin saying that the only reason he can do all those things is because he's possessed by the devil. And I think this sets Jesus off not because he's so offended by their slander, but because the religious leaders are so concerned with undermining him in service of their own ego that they begin to undermine everything they know about God and reality. They can't see past themselves and their own desires to see that God is standing right in front of them and speaking, that the Holy Spirit is working. Now, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the persistent, deliberate rejection of the Lord's work that shows itself in a willful attribution of God's actions to Satan himself. I'm going to say that one more time. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the persistent and deliberate rejection of the Lord's work that shows itself in a willful attribution of God's action to Satan himself. Pretty specific criteria, right? When I when I realized this, I was like, phew, I can't even imagine a world where I would do all that, where anyone could do all that. But then why is Jesus bringing it up at all? What's the point? Let's keep unpacking this. Such a sin is unforgivable, not because God refuses to forgive, but because the person who is in that place is unable to and unwilling to accept forgiveness. The road to such a place is long, but as long as one is willing to turn back, it is possible to do so. But Jesus is warning them that the road does end. It's not an infinite get-out-of-jail-free card. There is a place from which you cannot return, but that place is chosen, not stumbled upon. And I think this 
is a story about choices and endings, about how our choices, for better or worse, lead us somewhere. The religious leaders Jesus is speaking to have taken the first steps towards an irredeemable place, and every step towards that place, regardless of how difficult it actually is to get to their destination, breaks God's heart. This is why he responds so harshly. He's saying, to not know me and reject me is understandable. I am a man. I am something new. God is doing a new thing with me that you have not seen yet. You've heard about me, but it makes sense that you would confuse me, that you might not believe that I'm the Messiah. But to know me, to understand the work of God as you do, religious leaders, as you understand the spirit so deeply and still reject its work leads to a darkness you can't comprehend. This is an indictment of the relationship between what we know and what we do. The religious leaders know too much about the work of the spirit to be acting that way. To know something so clearly to be true and good, but then reject it is rough. But to actually begin to think that good reality is now evil becomes nonsensical to the point of detriment. The further we stray from what we know to be true, the harder our hearts become. And one's heart can get so hard that they can no longer function alongside the grace of God. This reminds me of some students that I have in seventh grade. And they oftentimes act in a way that is contrary to their understanding. For instance, they know for a fact that they're going to get in trouble if they say or do certain things. But they will act so shocked. They will act so shocked when those consequences actually arrive. Right? Because there is a gap between their knowledge and their actions. And, and this gap is a developmental one for them, right? So they're, they're really young. But it's still... It still, to this day, gets me so frustrated. It makes me so frustrated because I see people who understand the way the world works but still choose to take the path that is more difficult, choose to take the path that leads to the consequences. It's, it's tough to watch at times. And if it's tough for me, a seventh-grade teacher, to see his students do this. Students who, again, developmentally, this makes sense. If it's frustrating for me, I can only imagine how frustrating it is for God to see people who he has been speaking to forever, who have devoted their lives to these truths, to speak to them and have them attribute his voice to the devil. I, to say that he is evil I can't imagine the frustration, maybe even the anger that arises from that place. And while most of us are not walking around conflating God's work to the work of the devil, we are also implicated in these verses. How many of us have experienced the power of the Spirit yet still live the same? How many of us know forgiveness yet still withhold it from others? It is surprisingly easy to reject what we know to be true. And if we get enough practice doing that, Jesus is saying turning back 
proves quite difficult. So what do you know about God? What do you know to be true? And then how do your actions speak to that knowledge? Do they align? Or do they reject? This is my prayer for us, family. That we would not get so focused on the minutia of the unforgivable sin. And we would not rejoice because we are so far removed from the criteria of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But instead, we would hear God speaking through the intensity of these passages. That we would hear the love of God pursuing us even as we reject him. That we would truly reflect on what we know about God and what we've seen. And not harden our hearts to its transformative power. Because... When we write our own stories, when we take that into our own hands, we invite confusion of our own ego. But when Jesus writes our story alongside us, we invite a life, a love, and a forgiveness so vast and so present that nothing can ever separate us from it. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.